Welcome to Equip, tools for navigating real life. I'm Pam Keneally. I want to welcome you today to a very, very important topic that we're going to be discussing. And I am most honored to have with me best-selling author, parent expert, Rick Johnson. And Rick, welcome. We're glad you're with us today. Thanks, Pam. And uh, just let me say that I'm a little uncomfortable with the parent expert, uh, unless you consider an expert somebody that's made all the mistakes possible in okay. a certain area, okay. then I probably qualify. Well, so. then if that's the case, I'm an expert too. There you go. You know, so we all make mistakes, Mom. So uh, hang in there. In uh, first of all, we uh, we think you're the greatest, and we're so proud of the work that you are doing, and that um, you've been called to a. A big job, and so hopefully we can come alongside you today and bring some tools to help you in your journey. Today, I want to ask Rick about just a couple of things that he would say, maybe one thing for right now. Rick, what would you say is uh, one thing every single mom probably needs to know about raising a godly girl? Well, I would say, first of all, your model is going to be the most important thing more than the youth group at church, more than the pastor, your model of what, especially with girls, mom's model of what godly femininity looks like is probably going to be the most important factor in determining. And and our daughters and sons are always going to do what we do, not what we say. So I think as a mom, you have to recognize that your position as a role model is probably irreplaceable in developing your daughter's faith. You know what? I really, I'm glad you said that was number one because I have a daughter now that's married and just had a baby. And Rick, I am still finding myself uh, in the role model position that she'll call and have something to say. And, and I'm always telling myself, now, Pam, you're the model here. So it doesn't stop. It just goes, it goes on for a long, long time. Uh, Rick, what would you t- tell a mom right now that, uh, her daughter is entering to the teenage years, and she's drawing away from her mom, and she thinks her mom's out of style and stupid and doesn't know anything. And, and uh, what would you say to this mom that's really struggling with a, a rebellious uh, teenage girl? Well, and I would say that's probably not unusual. It's probably more the norm than not. I would say that that's the very time that you need to continue to hold your boundaries. You need to continue to hold your values even when it's hard, even when they're rebelling, even when she's screaming she hates you and slamming the bedroom door. Uh, you know, our, our, we had a very strong-willed, rebellious teenage girl who was not interested at all in the church, uh, God, religion, whatever. And um, she will admit today um, that by us continuing to make her to go to church with us, um, that it was good for her, even though she didn't want to at the time. Now, today at 26, she has a vibrant, growing faith with God, and um, much surprise to me, put it that way. <laughs> in spite of you. Exactly, in spite of me. <laughs> um, and, and so I, I think when, when again, when, let, let me see if I can articulate this property, when we do the right thing for the right reason, and we feel like we're failing, we're not failing. We are being faithful, and God always rewards faithfulness. And so stick to your values. You know, the rules in your home are the rules in your home. If, if the rules in your home are that everybody goes to church, 
then even if your 16-year-old daughter's throwing a fit or pouting, she goes to church with you. Yes, and I love that because a lot of these moms face uh, uh, two different households. They have mm. one rules in one house. Uh, in your house, you have a set of rules, and then they go to their dad's house, and they have another set of, of rules and values, and then they come back, and then there starts to be division, and one likes one house better than the other, and it's just very difficult. But you're saying that it doesn't matter in this household. This is right. the way. Is and, that what you're in saying? That situation, absolutely. In that situation, and moms ask me that all the time. Single moms ask me that all the time. And I, and I said, look, you know, it probably is counterproductive to criticize the other the other parents' Situation, but to say, look, you know, I don't have any control over what happens in in that home, but in our home, this is the rules, this is this is the values that we live by, and as long as you're here, that's that's what you're going to live by. Yes, and I can say that I, I can testify to that that within time, when you stand firm and you don't waver, that you stand firm in your values, you stand firm in your walk with Christ, and uh, enthrone Him as the the Father over the household. Uh, even though your your daughter doesn't like it, in time she will she will see uh, the value in what you instilled in her. Rick, what would you say to the single mom that uh, that she the children go to the other household and the dad says all kinds of ugly things and puts down the the her and the way she's raising the daughter and it just creates so much confusion in the daughter's heart. What would you say to the mom that is getting negativity and and the former spouse saying ugly things when they go to his house. Right. And again, probably more common than not. And uh, I would say that maybe that's the time mom needs to be most noble. I, I don't think that it does. And I tell men this, I tell women this, it, do, it does no good to criticize the other, the other parent. Um, your child will find out at some point on their own, the, 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 the negative characteristics of that, Parent, I, I think in that situation, the best thing you can can do is again just you know hold your head up and and be have faith and confidence that the values that you have in your home are the ones that are important. Don't respond how you want to respond, which is criticizing the other parent as well. You get drawn into that; it's a no win situation. It's certainly a no win situation for the children. They will see mom's example is the one that that is the more the more powerful and the more and the right example to to have. It is true and your children someday will look back and say and I, as when they have their own children I know that seems like years away and you're going oh will that ever happen. And it's but not. It, it's it will right around the corner. It will happen mom it will happen that they will look back and say I promise they will say to you when you do it God's way and you seek him above all else they will look back and say mom I have my own children here. How did you do it? You did such a great job. So you just hang in there and you stand firm and and uh, just don't waver in that way. Rick, what would you say to the single mom that that uh, is really torn with, you know, she's lonely. She she wants somebody to come alongside and help her financially. She would like someone to come alongside a, a, another husband and share the responsibility in the house. And her heart's torn because she wants she's looking for another husband. And uh, so it's creating some problems inside the household what would you say to that mom when honestly that's just the way she feels she's thinking another man another husband would really take care of all my problems and and understandably so that they that they feel that way i've not been in that situation but i can imagine i probably would have those same thoughts but let me put a maybe a little different spin on it then um when we understand the the need that children have to bond with 
a, a, a male figure, we, they have a very strong need to do that. And if the dad's not in the home, then the likelihood is if there's another male in the home that they're going to develop strong attachments towards that other male. Now, especially with single moms, that can be very unhealthy for a number of reasons. One, kids from uh, single parent homes are almost off the charts um, more liable to be abused sexually, uh, physically. Um, also, they develop these different bonds very quickly. And if things don't work out, um, to mom, it's just I broke up. But to them, it's, again, getting ripped literally out of their soul, um, bonding with another man. That happens enough times. Pretty soon they guard their hearts and they don't want to bond with any males. They have nothing but negative things about males. Mm -hmm. makes it very hard for them to develop a healthy relationship later on in life. It does. It makes it hard for them then to to uh, have good eye seekers and knowing mm -hmm. what kind of a man they want to bring what into kind their of picker. life. picker. Well, yeah, yeah, picker. They don't want their picker to not exactly. be picked right. So uh, that, that's certainly understandable. Rick, talk to the single mom out there about just some uh, just some things that she can do, maybe with um, uh, maybe uh, in developing uh, her own spiritual life. We talked about that a little bit, but specifically what would be healthy for her and building up her own structure to be strong herself. Maybe she's emotionally struggling herself and she needs to she needs to take care of some issues she has herself. Well, one of the things that we find when we hold our Courageous Moms Raising Boys to Become Good Men seminars is the the huge need that single moms have for other single moms to come alongside them, for other women to come alongside them to to help them to even just to help them understand that they're not the only ones that are facing these kinds of situations. Uh, the other thing that we see is the huge need that single moms have for married couples to come alongside them. Um, you know, in our camps that we have for single moms and their kids, the first thing that they told us after the first camp was how important it was for them and their kids to watch the married couples at lunch and dinner interact with each other. Well, we had never thought about that. But as they said, well, our kids never get to see healthy husbands and wives interacting together. And so, you know, I, I think that need for mentoring to, to, to be able to go to things, events like you guys put on, uh, powerful things for for these single moms to, to nourish and build um, relationships in their lives so that they don't feel like they're going facing life entirely by themselves. Yes, and I just love what you said about the support group because, moms, it is so important that you find a support group for you, uh, not just a not just a church group, though that is wonderful, and I loved my church group as a single mom, but that from that church group you find you find places where you can get that emotional help and you can find people to help you work through your anger if you if you have it or work through your guilt if you have it or work through your loneliness if you have it and to identify what what am I struggling with? How can they be healed if they don't first identify what they're wrestling with? Don't you agree? Well, that's great advice. So, wish I'd have thought of that. Okay, well, okay, that just that just kind of came off the top of my heart. So, how about that, Rick? Tell us about uh, the single mom that uh, has a problem with uh, accepting what is. She just can't get over what happened. She she's just falling into that trap of comparing, and and life didn't turn out the way she had planned, and she just can't get over the fact that she feels like she's been cheated. 
Well, and and that's understandable as well. I think. Um, I guess from a pragmatic standpoint, none of our lives turn out the way we yeah. we had anticipated they were going to. Um, and that's not to minimize the challenges yes. of single mom. I can't even imagine um, trying to be a parent all by myself. It was hard enough with me and my wife. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine doing it by yourself. I think the nobility of that, though, is that if moms didn't step up and do that, most of these kids would be orphans. Right? Yes. I mean, yes. truly. And, and I tell people all the time that, that single moms and their kids are, are literally the orphans and the widows of our community yes. from, the, from the Old Testament. And so, um, I forgot your that's, question. That's good. Well, it's okay. <laughs> that's I'll, your question. That's okay. I'll pick up right here because my brain's going. You know what? When I was a single mom, I remember a day that that I was in the house devastated, crying, didn't think I, my life could go on. And um, so I went outside and sat on the curb and just decided I'd cry it out while my children were taking a nap. And the cars were driving by looking at me crying on the street. And my neighbor across the street came over and sat down with me. And uh, she was in her second marriage. And she said, Pam... You're not going to want to hear this, but you just have to get to the place you can accept. Accept it. Of course, I didn't want to accept it, so that really made me mad. But um, eventually, I had to come to that realization that God's in control. My life is in His hands. He knew the day I said, I do, and that marriage that someday it would look like I don't. And I just had to release it. And I had to realize, okay, I can accept this, God, because you're, you have not abandoned me and you're at work. And I think, you know, your, your children will perceive what you're believing, whether you say it or not. So there may be some issues that you have to think about to set straight in your own heart because your children will, if you want to raise a godly girl and you want her to have those values, it's got to come out of your own heart too. So, Well, I think you bring up a really interesting point, and you, you mentioned it earlier about, you know, if moms have... Things like anger, like guilt, um, they need to address those. And, and a lot of times, you know, if we don't address those issues, we're doomed to repeat those in, in future relationships. And so while I know single moms struggle with having enough hours in the day, enough energy, um, a lot of times counseling is hugely important in order to be able to go forward and have a healthy relationship with your kids, with someone in the future. Um, and again, when we don't address those issues, those potential issues, um, sometimes we're doomed to repeat them. They will. They certainly will repeat them, and they sometimes they just don't go away. But um, I do want to speak into this, that um, I want you to be sure, moms, that you um, affirm in, the, in, in your girls their identity, that their identity is not found in another boyfriend, it's not found in, in, uh, in another relationship, that their identity is found in Christ. And as you find your own identity in Christ, and you realize who you are in Christ, and you start teaching your daughter who she is, she's a child of the King, she's royalty, and you begin to feed into her her own identity and start speaking words of affirmation into her very personhood, that will carry her long into the future and for her to walk as a child of God and to understand who she is in Christ is so very important too. So, well, Rick, we only have a few minutes left. We could just talk quite some time still, but can you think of any other last thing that important for moms to know in, uh, in raising girls that, that land on their feet when they finally get out of the house or have a few years under their feet? Well, I think, yeah, I think when, especially when they're teenagers and sometimes they're ugly, you know, I think we still have to be involved in their life. Um, we still have to, even if we feel like we're intruding, 
even if we feel like we don't have the right to be part of choosing their friends, um, you know, that's a parent's job. That's what we should be doing. And, and I found that when you do that, daughters come, especially with moms, daughters come back, you know, when, when our daughter was a teenager, God, there were times when I had to get in between my wife and daughter and hold them apart, you know, hands on foreheads because <laughs> they were going at it. Yeah. But you know what? They're like best friends today. I mean, like they go shopping, they do all sorts of things together. They literally enjoy each other's company. So yes. again, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Persevere, do the right thing for the right reason. I love that. And I just want to close too with the fact that even though you want to be close to them, just keep in mind too that, um, that, that um, they're not your counselor, that sometimes mm. your things that you need to issues, you don't need to take to the, your children. You need to take it to a counselor, to someone at church or another uh, healthy married adult to visit with them about that. So I think that's probably a good thing, too. Well, goodness, it looks like our time is up. Rick, thank you so much for your wisdom. I want to thank you for the your impact into our world and what you're doing to raise better dads. I know the women listening would say hallelujah to that. And can you tell us how we can get in touch with you? Yeah, you can go to betterdads.net and find out all sorts of things about the work we're doing and the books I've written. Okay, betterdads.net. I don't know about you, but I'm going to go check it out here in a minute and see some of Rick's wonderful books. And um, and so thankful for the opportunity we've had to serve the Lord together and to pour into your precious life. So may the Lord bless you and keep you, and may His countenance just shine upon you and give you peace. Thank you for listening to an Equip podcast. To find out more about Arise Ministries or resources offered for single moms, visit www.ariseministries.net.